I wanted to ask you about was Joel Root and his announcement that he was dropping the captaincy role. Well, the, 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 what is happening is that the media are putting too much pressure on captains. Um, but I don't think the media should put as much pressure on our captains as they are doing. What? I mean, I'm quite interested, as you know, in charisma and charismatic leadership. And I was wondering whether you had any captains that you thought were notable for their charisma, both as a captain, you know, and, and as a person. Do you have yeah. any favourite? I would like to say that I, that I did, but unfortunately, my memory... Well, let me try and prod your memory a bit, because I started making a list of captains of England, yes. and some of them seem to me to be enormously charismatic, and others seem to be not, so... I mean, you could take your choice from some I'm going to give you. There was a, a local Lancastrian lad, whose name I'm going to have to try and remember, who was captain of England. Yeah. God, what was his name? I can't remember him either. We've come to it. There was this chap who then went on to Test Match Special and, and talked about things. And has, an, uh, has a column in the Times. And we'll think of his name later. Yeah. Now, he was very non-charismatic. And the only thing yeah, I remember... Is the person I'm thinking of, I remember... When in his early days, people said he's got the captain's baton in, in, his, in his kit. Bag. Michael Atherton. Michael Atherton. Michael yes. Atherton is the man we're thinking of. Yeah. Now, what about Jeffrey Boycott? Oh, my goodness. A controversial figure. A wonderful batsman. Was he a great captain? I don't know. And I can think he'd be the kind of person that would rub a lot of people up the wrong way. Yeah. You know, he had his way of doing things and his way of thinking. Uh, to me, he was like a Brian Clough of, 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 uh, of, of cricket. Um, <laughs> almost spoke in this kind of sarcastic manner about yeah, people, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, now what about, I mean, I think the, the country that produces the most charismatic uh, captains is India, or maybe India and Pakistan. Right. Now, in Pakistan, there was a captain that occurred to me that who is... Was, who just been deposed. Exactly. Just been deposed as and Prime I will Minister. Emran jog your Khan. memory if you don't remember. Yeah, Imran Khan. Imran Khan, that's yeah, right. I know. The trouble is, he fell out with the army, so he's finished. Yeah. Well, you, did you mention... Dennis Compton earlier. Well, Dennis Compton was a hero of mine, the Brookreen boy, because he played uh, soccer for the Arsenal and played cricket for England. I mean, he was like the the all-round uh, sportsman, and and he was he was very cavalier. He played with a very cavalier yeah. spirit. In fact, one of his favourite stories that I used to hear that uh, that that uh, he had a few words with Edridge at a particular game. Uh, and the bowler went on and, and immediately uh, took a wicket and everybody wanted to know what Compton had said to the captain and so on and so forth and it turned out that he'd actually said are we having ham again for, for, for lunch? Well there was one about him where he wanted to get to the races and in some way he was using the ability of a motivation to people to get to the races to finish yeah. finish off the game quickly or something. Yeah. Well to me he I, Compton I always remember him because he was a good looking man, he was a decent man, he was a great athlete, soccer and and cricket. And cavalier, you know, he did it with ease. He wasn't dour like um uh, our Yorkshire friend. Well of course, within the last month, we've got to mention the, the passing of Shane Warne. Ah, oh, yes. And that, that was an interesting 
he's an interesting character as well in terms of I don't would you say his charisma I don't know it seemed to me he was a bit well he seemed to take spin bowling to a level that other people have right. not been able to achieve that's right um, it's, it's, it's rather strange really um, some people just can't cope with spin bowling um, uh, they can't cope with close fielders because obviously when you have a spin bowler you very often have very close fielders who are just waiting for a little nick this way and a little nick that way um, many cricketers are quite happier much happier with a fast bowler actually uh, than, than with spin and he took spin to a, to a, to a different level it's interesting now that um, in the fast form of the game, they're now using spinners to open the attack, which is a yes. complete mindset well, change. Well, well, yeah, because it's the state of the ball. It's the state of the ball. The, the fast bowlers depend upon the smooth nature of a new ball and the and the the, uh, the, the, the sewing etc. The actual dynamic shape of the ball whereas the spin bowlers want a ball that's warm so that they, they can use the grips on their fingers and they can really get the spin it's very very difficult to spin a, a new ball they, they want to spin an old ball but why are they using it now in I have no idea no, we'll have to find that out won't we so don't worry about it William we've always got the recall button that allows us to get back yeah, and... it's like a 10 minute gap oh yeah Edridge yeah <laughs> Well, you've gone back a bit, actually, with um, Compton. I had a jigsaw of Dennis Compton, yeah. which I had to, as a child, I had to assemble this jigsaw, and his, he, he was executing some shot, and his, brat, yeah. his bat was right up in the air, and as you say, his hair was immaculately... Oh, he's the Brooklyn boy. He Brooklyn did the boy. ads for Brooklyn. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But he was a great sport. And there was Richie Benno. He was a very shrewd captain, I thought. He, I can't remember any of his well, Richie triumphs. Benno, you, you, I remember him more as a comic. Yes, yeah, that's as right. A, as yeah. A, than as a player. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's amazing. Uh, I can't remember his name. I was watching Match the Day last night, and a guy who's been a manager of several, several clubs, I can't remember his bloody name, but his insights into, I thought you were doing was really... You know, top bloke. I can't finish this without mentioning Mike Brearley. Yes. A great man. Yes. Great captain. Right. I opened the innings with Mike Brearley once. Really? Yes. And am I telling the truth? No. Well, I'm telling a sort of metaphoric truth. No. <laughs> <laughs> we used to work together for a well-known company. Right. And... Um, he and I were used as opening speakers before the actual main management thing. So I got to know him slightly. Do you know that I hit a Lancashire opener for six? No, I didn't know. Who was the unfortunate opener? Well, Vickers had 26,000 people. And whether you liked it or not, you paid sixpence a week to be a member of the sports right, boys. And obviously, if the sports club wanted anything, they just sent an army of men So they had lots of things. I played soccer, I played cricket. I didn't. I, I, I was a hurdler in athletics. And we had, we used to have um, interdepartmental games, you know, electrical versus mechanical and this and the other. Anyway, one of these we were playing against, whatever it was, mechanical or whatever. 
but apparently it turned out that this guy was a, a Lancashire bowler. And I bet you can't remember his name. No, I can't. Oh, William, we and, have to invent his and, name. And um, I thought, here we go, and I just swung at the bloody thing. And was it a spin bowler? No, it was fast bowler. Oh, fast bowler. And all I did was I just thought, here we go, I'm going to get pasted here. Yeah, you must have caught it on a... And I just... It might have been a, a near Yorker <laughs> And the crowd applauded. Actually, I wasn't a bad... Uh, you know, at that level, I'm not talking, you know, at the... At the so you're a batsman? Yes. Yeah, but I, I mean... I don't want to be stupid. Whatever word you want to call it. At the Sunday league level. I wasn't a bad cricketer, certainly. I cheated and I looked up who are the most charismatic cricketers. Yeah. And one name that came out more and more was Donny. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Well, he's, he was a very, again, he was a very dashing kind of character and played for India. And um, so the Indian batsmen now, of course, I think today are idolised the way that you described cricket people were idolised in the 1960s. Yeah. Because of the, the way that the Indian yes. league has gone and so on. Well, you know, you've got to say, what did the Romans do for us? We gave the world cricket up. There you go. Absolutely. Isn't that enough for any one nation? So what sort of cricket captain might we expect now that Joe Root has resigned? I tend to follow the idea that the MCC is rather like the Vatican in the way it appoints its new leaders. The enthusiasm for a radical captain is rather rare, and may be compared to the lack of enthusiasm for a radical reforming pontiff. And then, a charismatic leader is likely to be followed by one or more traditional appointments. Joe Root and his predecessors, Alistair Cook, Michael Vaughan, Andrew Strauss, have all been rather undemonstrative captains. So, it might be argued, it's time for another charismatic cricketer to be given a chance. A few days later, white smoke emerges from the conclave at Cricket Vatican, Lord's home of the MCC. We have a new captain, Ben Stokes. Our outstanding all-rounder of his generation, an all-round charismatic as dashing as Williams' brill-killing pin-up Dennis Compton, or Ian Botham. But I haven't mentioned the broader characteristics of a charismatic captain. To be sure, he's prone to hit the heights, but at the same time, he's likely to crash and burn like some white-flannelled Icarus. Take your seats, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your captain, 